Hey, this is Pastor Arm, and I want to thank you for joining me today for the Activation Church podcast. We are here so that people can activate their life in Christ, and I believe this message is going to help you go further than ever before. Check it out. If you have your Bible, turn it to Numbers, the 11th chapter. We're going to jump into verse 4, and today we're starting a brand new series calling, called Kill, Killing Comfort. Tell the person next to you to say, it's time. Come on, say it like you mean it. It's time for your comfort zone to die. Some of you are like, I didn't want to talk to my neighbor. It made me uncomfortable. That's the point. The point is this. There are things that God wants to do in our life that's going to stretch us. It's going to take us to a place that we are uncomfortable. And if we want to remain in the familiar, we'll miss what God's wanting to do. We've been talking about prayer here at the church the past couple weeks. We talked about praying praying big, believing God for the impossible. And many times we don't pray for the impossible because it makes us uncomfortable. Our men's gathering last Wednesday, we talked about being men of prayer. And I think everybody sitting in that room would say, you know what, Pastor, I want to be a great man of prayer, but when it comes down to doing it, we don't because it makes us uncomfortable. Bob was talking about, in our men's meeting, he was talking about if somebody asked you, like, hey, Aaron, would you pray for me? A lot of us go, yeah, I'll pray for you. And then we leave the situation, and maybe we get in our quiet time, we're like, oh, God, you, you know, help them. And there's nothing wrong with that, but Bob challenged the men to pray for them then. But we don't, you know why? Because it makes us uncomfortable. See, I have this whiteboard, I'm going to draw, this would be you right here. You're doing a Jean-Claude Van Damme split in this <laughs> illustration. So this is you, and right around this is your comfort zone. This is, this is where most of us live and dwell. We like what is familiar. Most of us don't like change. How many of you in here would admit I, that you don't like change? But guess what? Change is necessary. It may be uncomfortable, but it is necessary. I mean, if I had the pants that I used to wear when I was five years old, I would look ridiculous trying to put them on. We understand that change in those type areas is important. But what about in our spiritual growth, the necessity of us changing and growing and understanding that God doesn't want us to keep us here. He wants us to go from level to level to level, and these layers are limitless as long as we're walking in the purpose and plan that God has for us. And so outside of this circle that we live in is more goodness of God. Outside of this circle that most of us live in is more blessing, more favor, our purpose, our destiny. But we don't oftentimes want to step out or do more because it makes us feel uncomfortable. I would work with the kids' ministry, but I'm just not really comfortable. I would be on the greeting team, but I'm not really comfortable. Are you following what I'm saying? It challenges us. But what I want you to see is challenge is not bad. Because many times it is the, challenging, the challenge you feel and the stretching you feel that will pull you into where God wants you to be. If you think about Abraham, we call him the father of faith. God comes to him and says, Abraham, I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you, and those who bless you, I will bless. Those who curse you, I will curse. 
And ultimately, through the life and bloodline of Abraham is going to come the Savior of the world. I mean, this is an amazing promise that Abraham receives from God, but God says, I'm not going to do it here. I want you to leave your father's house. I want you to leave everything that you're familiar with. I want you to leave all the people that you grew up with, all the things that you know that you've grown accustomed to. I want you to leave here because the blessing lies in a different place. If he said, I'm not going to go because it makes me uncomfortable, he would have stayed where he was. And the problem is with the plan that God has for our life, he doesn't ultimately show us the big picture with all the steps that are included. And so because of that, we're unfamiliar and we feel this challenge and it's uncomfortable for us to step out. But that step is called faith and faith is necessary to attain the promises, the goodness and the blessing of God. Are you following me? So the big idea of this message and where we're going today is this. It's possible to miss where God is trying to take you because you are comfortable where you are. Think about that. It's possible for you to miss out on where God is wanting to take you and what he's wanting to do in you or through you because you are comfortable where you are. I remember when we were kids, I met Randy who leads worship. I met him in private school and we grew up and we started doing full-time ministry when we were 17 years old. We worked with kids, we worked with youth, and I decided as the children's director, I wanted to have some worship in the children's department. So I go to Randy, because Randy knows how to play guitar, and I'm like, hey Randy, I want you to lead worship for our kids. And Randy's response was, I don't want to do that. Find someone else. Now, think, think about this. I don't want to do that. Find someone else. And I said, Randy, you're what I got, and I want to use you. Now, think about this. This is important. Because this is a life-altering decision. It seems very small at the moment. Play worship for kids. Sing, this little lad of mine, or, or Father Abraham. That's all you got to do. But find someone else. Why, why did he want me to find someone else? Because it was uncomfortable to him at the time. He, wasn't, he was comfortable playing guitar in front of people, but he wasn't comfortable singing in front of people. But you know what he did? He yielded himself, and he got outside of his comfort zone, and now look what he's doing. He's leading worship at our church because he didn't settle for what was familiar. Did you know what I'm doing right now is not an ability I, like, walked out of the womb with? Like, I didn't walk out of my mom with a headset mic because that would have been really weird. I mean, the potential was there since the before I was formed in my mother's womb. God knew I would be doing this. The potential was there. The gift was there, but I had not accessed it. And the thought of standing in front of people and talking like I'm doing right now made me super, super nervous. As a matter of fact, I was the guy that if you handed a microphone, words wouldn't come out. Hysterical laughter would because that was, that's my go-to defense when I'm nervous is I just start dying laughing, and it sounds like this, ah, 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 ah. And my brother knew that. My older brother knew that. And so he thought it'd be funny one Wednesday night when dad's like, would any of the youth like to pray over our offering? My older brother said, or I'm going to do it. Hands me the mic in front of the entire church. And I start dying laughing in front of the, I was nervous. And then I, you know, I became the 
kids director, and I was cool like talking to kids, but they wanted to do a children's revival at the church, and my dad was like, son, you've got you've to say something. And I was so nervous, and still to this day, there are times where I'll go and speak somewhere, and I'm nervous, and the thought in the back of my mind is, exit the room now. Leave. But if I give in to that, think about this, if I give in to that, I remain here, and I never step out. It's possible to miss where God is wanting to take you, because you're so comfortable where you are. God's prepared for you, think about this. The Bible says, what eye has not seen, what ears not heard, it's not even entered, Lindsay, it's not even entered into your imagination the good things that God has prepared for your life. But if you cannot see it or you're too uncomfortable to move into it, you can actually miss it. Which brings us to Numbers, the 11th chapter. See, God, all through Scripture, was trying to take people into something good. He's trying to take people into something better. And Israel winds up in Egypt, and they're under slavery for over 400 years. And God is saying, I'm going to take you out of that bondage. I'm going to take you into a land that's flowing with milk and honey. It's going to be an amazing place. And so when we find here in Numbers 11th chapter, God has showed up and through Moses has delivered the people from bondage and slavery. And now they're in this wilderness moment in between the bondage and the promise. How many of you know there's always going to be a process between the transition and the promise? Are you aware of that? God not only delivers us, but he takes us through a process to grow us and to mature us so that we can get to where he ultimately wants us to be. He doesn't drop it all on us all at once, which is great news. He takes you through this training and this preparation which is needed so that when you get here, you can handle it. Are you following what I'm saying? We talked about prayer last week. Sometimes people will get frustrated in their prayer life because they feel like God's not answering them. And the truth is, he has answered them, and he is saying, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to take you through the process first so that when you get here, your integrity and your character can handle it. Your gifts and callings can handle it. So God's good. So they're in this transition process in the wilderness, and they don't know how to handle it. I called this sermon, this particular sermon, Melons and Mayhem. And you'll see why in a moment, because they get so stuck on the melons of Egypt that they cause all kind of chaos in their life, and they end up not even stepping into the promise. That generation never sees what God had prepared for them because they got so comfortable with where they were. Let's look at it. Numbers 11, 4 through 7. Now the rabble that was among them had a strong craving, and the people of Israel also wept again and said, Oh, that we had meat to eat. We remember, how many of you, we remember when, or I remember when. We remember that we had fish to eat in Egypt that cost us nothing. Remember the cucumbers? Remember the melons? Remember the leeks, the onions, and the garlic? But now our strength is dried up, and there's nothing at all to look at except for this manna. Now, think about this. God has delivered them from bondage. He's delivered them from slavery. Over 400 years, that's all they've known. That is what they are familiar with. It was hard work. They didn't like it, but everybody they knew from generation to generation to generation was slaves. Think back 400 years. 
I mean, 400 years ago, this nation didn't even exist. So it was hard work. I mean, it was a terrible life, but they were familiar with it. And so now God has brought them out. He's dropping bread from heaven, but all they can think about is what they had back here. What they had in Egypt, what they were familiar with, what they were comfortable with. It felt bad, but it felt comfortable. And the point I'm trying to make here is just because it feels comfortable doesn't mean it's, it's good. Just because it's comfortable doesn't mean it's good. How many of you, and you don't have to raise your hand, have been stuck in a bad situation because it was easier to stay there than it was to exit? How many people get stuck in a bad relationship because it's easier to stay than it is to walk away? How many of us get stuck with habits or addictions because it's easier to stay there where it's familiar than it is to go through the process of getting healing and stepping away from that? Think about all the things that we are familiar with that we stay in because we don't realize there's anything better or if there is something better, I can't get it. Because one of the things that will keep us in this comfort zone is generational things. There are things that your great-grandparents did, that your great-grandparents did, that your grandparents did, that your parents did, and now you're stuck in this, and it's familiar, and although you don't like it, like, I don't want, I don't like this, I don't want this, but I'm comfortable here. And so I give in to the lie that God doesn't have anything for me. He may bless you, he may take you here, but, but this, is, this is what I'm familiar with. These, these are the melons I'm used to eating. This is the garlic I'm used to eating. And because of that, I remain here. Are you following this? It's very important. See, some of you are stuck where you are, not because God doesn't have anything better, but because your mind hasn't changed. He's delivered you from your bondage. You are completely delivered. If you're in Christ, you are completely delivered, but you haven't walked in that freedom completely because you're still bound in your mind. You ever heard you can... You can take the girl out of the trailer park, but you can't take the trailer park out of the girl. You ever heard that? Well, now you have. See, you can take people out of bondage, but it's really hard to take the bondage out of the person because they are familiar with it. And we talk about it. We get around our dinner table and we talk about the bondage and how difficult it's been and we pass it on from generation to generation to generation. And we get several generations removed from anything that happened with bondage, but yet we are still bound in our heart and bound in our mind, and we are more comfortable staying there than growing and walking away. You familiar with the story of the Pool of Bethesda? There's a guy there. He's been sick for 38 years. And Jesus shows up, and he asks him a question that seems really insensitive. He says, do you want to be healed? I mean, Lindsay, you're in a wheelchair right now. You've broke your leg. Obviously, you would want to be healed. Am I correct? So why would Jesus say, do you want to be healed? Why wouldn't he just walk up to him and say, I'm going to pray and you're going to be healed? You ever stop to think about that? See, the Bible says this man has been sick for 38 years 
and he's at this pool of Bethesda where healing takes place. And surrounding the pool are these five roofed colonnades or these porches. And the Bible says these porches are filled with other sick people. And so 38 years is a long time to be in that place with that mindset. 38 years of sickness, 38 years of sympathy, 38 years of handouts, 38 years of people helping you because you can't help yourself, 38 years of talking to the other sick people and swapping sick stories and well, this is what happened to me, or this is what I had, and I used to be able to walk, but then I did this, and for 38 years, are you following what I'm saying? This has become a lifestyle. Although I don't like it, I don't like being sick. Sometimes I get so familiar and comfortable with it that I stay there. And so now it starts to make sense. Jesus says, do you want to be healed? Or are you so chained to this that it's become your identity? And this is huge for you to understand because many times we get stuck here. We don't like it. I don't want to be here, but I stay here because I identify with it. I can't get into my freedom because I like the sympathy that this gets me. I can't get into my freedom because I like the handouts that this gets me. Are y'all following with me this morning? Because this happens to so many of us so many times. We get so stuck with where we are. We don't like it. But to leave it would mean I've got to let go of everything that gives me the right to have this excuse. I don't like the fact that I was hurt. But if I let go of that hurt, then I let go of the right to be bitter. I... I, I I don't like that this person caused me pain, but if I let go of it, I let go of the right to hold unforgiveness towards them. And it's uncomfortable. God's saying, I can take you from where you are into something better, but it's really uncomfortable. Because it's uncomfortable to love your enemy. It's uncomfortable to pray for those who have used you and abused you. It's uncomfortable to forgive. It's uncomfortable to live a generous lifestyle where you're more of a giver than a receiver. All these things are uncomfortable, but God is saying those things are what's necessary for me to take you from level to level to level, stage to stage. Some of you get stuck where you are because it's too uncomfortable to let it go. I think about the man who had the beggar's blanket. And when he hears that Jesus is coming through, he takes his beggar's blanket and he casts it off and he goes to Jesus. The thing that gave him the legal right to be a beggar, he casts it off. He let it go. Why? Because I can't hold on to both. I can't hold on to freedom and bondage at the same time. Eventually, I'll be torn from one to the other. So just because it's comfortable doesn't mean it's good. Just because you feel comfortable with where you are right now doesn't mean that you're in the exact place that God wants you to be. I actually feel like we need to get to a place to where we are comfortable living uncomfortable because that's where faith lives. That's where faith exists. 
when you're not sure what the step next step is, but I know God, you're leading my steps. You're ordering my steps, so I'll step out. I will walk into the unfamiliar because you are with me. And even though I don't know what it's going to do, I don't know what it's going to look like, I know who's with me. And if God is with me, I will never fail. And so I can live in this place where <laughs> it's kind of cool being uncomfortable because I know when I start getting this uneasiness, this, this, this sense of being uneasy, I understand God's ready to take me to a new place. He's ready to take me to a new level. And so now I get excited because I don't, I don't really love what I'm feeling on the inside, but I love the fact that I know God's about to take me to a new place. If you get comfortable, you'll die. You want to see a marriage wither up? Get comfortable. What do you mean, Pastor? Stop pursuing. I already got them. Marriage dry up. You can drive by church after church after church today that at one point they were thriving, they were growing, they were growing. Exciting things were happening. God was moving. But now they're just shells sitting there. You know why? Because there was a time where they thought, this is good enough. I'm comfortable. We've reached enough people. All the chairs are filled. See, that's, that's not how I think. That's not how I think. I always believe for more. I always believe that there's more people out there that need the message of Jesus Christ. There's more people out there that need to be saved. There's more people out there to get, need to get healed. Well, pastor, this building was big enough. This, this building right here is good enough. Maybe in your mind. Not in mine. I want to fill this one up, multiple surfaces, build something bigger, fill that one up, multiple surfaces, build something bigger. Do whatever it takes. As long as I am here on this earth, I'm always going to go after more. Why? Because that's what I believe that God has for us. He always has something better, something more, something greater than we've ever thought or imagined, seen, or asked for. It's already prepared. I've just got to be willing to get uncomfortable and get out there and take it. God is not interested in your comfort. He's interested in making you fruitful. Sometimes we misunderstand this. We think God's trying to make us comfortable. He's not trying to make you comfortable. He's trying to make you fruitful, and he will do whatever it takes to pull you into that fruitfulness because that's what he designed you for. When he created man and woman, placed them in the garden, he blessed them and said, now be fruitful, multiply Take over the earth. That's what he designed you for. He, he, before he formed you in your, your mom's womb he, womb, he gave you a purpose for your life. And he wants you to prosper in that purpose. He wants you to be fruitful. God doesn't take pleasure out of his kids not walking in, in their purpose. He doesn't take pleasure in his kids struggling. But see, we think, well, God wants me to be comfortable. No, he wants you to be fruitful. Men who are here Wednesday night, we're talking about praying and being a man who prays and praying in front of our family and praying with our wife. And that's very uncomfortable for men to do. But God care, doesn't care about your comfort level. He cares about how fruitful you are. You're the head of the house. The anointing flows from the top down. You see, and so I've got to be willing to do things that make me uncomfortable so that his purpose can be fulfilled. For some of you, it may be uncomfortable to invite someone to church. But God doesn't care how uncomfortable it makes you feel. He wants you to be fruitful. 
For some of you, giving and supporting a vision is uncomfortable. But God doesn't care how uncomfortable you feel. He wants you to be fruitful. As a matter of fact, your thriving happens in that place of being uncomfortable. The journey to fruitfulness is often uncomfortable. Some of you have lived life long enough to understand what I'm saying. Some of you who have prospered in business in here understand what I'm saying. You didn't get what you have because you chose comfort. You got what you got because you went for more. You worked hard. You put in the time. You put in the effort, the energy. What You did what others were not willing to do. Those of you who have put aside savings, it's because you've done what other people were not willing to do. It's all available to you. What are you willing to do for it? Are you willing to be uncomfortable for a season so that you can step into the promise? See, the wilderness was only intended to be a short season. But they got so caught up on the, the melons that they caused all this mayhem and this chaos to where God was like, man, this is a stiff-necked group of people, Moses. I'm going to kill them. And it was because of Moses' prayer of interceding for them that God didn't just destroy them and start all over. But it's because they kept on wanting to go back. This is what's familiar. I don't want to move forward. This is familiar. This is what's comfortable. Now watch this. The moment they stepped out of Egypt, they were free. But there's this process of this transition where they're learning about God. They're learning to trust God. They're learning the ways of God. They're learning how to love God. They're learning how to treat other people. And all of this is leading them to where they'll step into the promise. The same is true with your life. When you come into Christ, you are set free from bondage. You're set free from sin. You are at that moment free indeed. But there is a process that you're going to go through where God begins to pull the bondage out of you. Start retraining the way you think. Start retraining the way you speak. Start retraining the way you act and react. Well, my knee-jerk reaction is this. When somebody does me wrong, what's comfortable is to, well, God's going to work on that because he's interested in getting you to the place that he's called you to be, to walk in the promise, to walk in the fulfillment of who you were designed to be. And I think many of the battles that we face in this life are the battles that we fight on our journey towards the promise because we start getting stretched. And we don't like stretching. We don't like change. We don't like, we want everything to remain the same. We want on Sunday mornings to look around and see the same faces. We want the carpet to be the same. We want the songs to be the same. We want the style to be the same. We want the programs to be the same. Are you following me? And that's how we are with every aspect of our life. We want it to be the same because it's comfortable, it's familiar. But here's what I want you to remember. God is working outside of your comfort zone. God is working and moving in the unfamiliar. Are you willing to step out of the boat? Like Peter, are you willing to step out on the boat 
and see what God will do? Or are you so uncomfortable in the boat because you know what to float that you stay there? See, I am fully convinced that God has prepared something amazing for each and every person. And that his desire is for you to prosper and be of health, even as your soul prospers. I believe that is for every single person. And I believe the greatest enemy of you is not the devil. The greatest enemy of you is you. And the stronghold that you've allowed to be built around you that keeps you confined. And that's what the enemy does. He uses our own thoughts, our own feelings, our own past, our own sin for us to build our own stronghold. He doesn't have to do it. He just diverts our attention. I look at my past, I build a brick. I look at my family history and I build a brick. I look at this relationship that fell apart and I build a brick. I, I look at the time that I tried to do this in business and it didn't work out and, I, and so I build a brick. Next thing I know, I'm in confinement. I'm comfortable. I don't, I mean, I don't really like it. I wish I had better, but I'm comfortable here because I know that I, I'm safe here. This is my safe place. And at that moment, he's got you. This is going to be a really fun series to go through. Because there's so many things outside of your comfort. And it's time for us to put it to death. It's time for us to kill our comfort and step out on faith and see what for those of you who are watching online right now, thank you so much for joining me. And I pray that God will move in a mighty and a powerful way. I pray that you'll become comfortable with the stretching that you feel. Father, move in their heart, their life, and touch them right now in Jesus' name.